0: This podcast deals with sensitive subjects and listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Crime Cabinet. In 1997, teenager Sophie White and her three girlfriends decide that they want to lose their innocence before summer is over. Roping in her childhood buddy Gareth and his mates, Sophie holds a party to get the deed over and done with, but the night doesn't end as planned. Twenty years later, the group are brought back together when Gareth is killed in a car accident and Sophie begins receiving threatening messages. It seems the party wasn't as innocent as everyone thought, and now someone wants payback. Payback is a fantastic novel by author Gemma Rogers. It's a crime thriller which will take you through from 1997 right the way through to present day and is a great, great read. It's an edge-of-your-seat, gripping thriller that I just could not stop listening to on audiobook. And Gemma has very kindly agreed to chat to me today about her book. So Gemma how did you start this amazing book where did the idea come from no
1: it came from this is going to sound quite funny um it came from I was thinking about my my oldest daughter is 12 and I was thinking about peer pressure um the 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 issues that teenagers face today social media that I didn't have you know when I was that growing up Um, yeah you know it's it's really scary so I I was thinking about that and I was also thinking about you know, um, have you ever heard of chicken pox parties? Yeah. Well, I was yeah. thinking about, you know, these people that have these parties and it's literally just to get, get it over and done with. You know, that's how they see it. I mean, it's not something that I would do, but, you know, I know it goes on. People get together to spread the chicken pox so their kids get it. They're all then immune. Um it's all done and dusted. And I kind of started thinking about that. And I started thinking about virginity, losing your virginity. It's always, you know, it's it's, it's a massive deal when you're young. And, and then I thought there's bound to be lots of people out there that are, or lots of children, teenagers out there that are just, I just want to get it over and done with. It's just hanging over me. It's such a big deal. Everyone's talking about it. Um You know, and that's how it kind of developed. And I got this kind of group of um kids that were kind of just all sort of friends, friends of friends, um, and they weren't really sort of romantically interlinked at that point. And they were just kind of, you know, we're going into our last year of high school, we've got our uh, GCSEs ahead of us, let's just get it over and done with. And that's kind of how it started. And I think that was
0: I think that was a reason it sort of it sort of took you back to being like 14, 15 oh. and, and having that kind of like girly, you know, your close girlfriends yeah. and the whole boy thing and having that that sort of um, virginity that that's like holding over you. And you're just like, oh, you know, you're the only one in the world that hasn't done it. And it yeah. and it is such a pressure, it's such a huge pressure. And I think you sort of go back to your teenage self. <laughs> and
1: that's really good. I thought
0: that was really I loved nice.
1: Loved writing. Nineteen ninety seven. I was oh, how old was I? Nineteen ninety seven. So I was sort of sixteen. Um, yeah, same as and me. And I absolutely loved writing. Um, you know about more magazine about about the yeah. Rimmel cosmetics and how I used to go to Boots on a Saturday with my friends and you know and it was it just really took me back. And when I was writing the nineteen ninety seven parts, um, I was listening to a playlist from 1997 I'm right back in the mood and I, oh, I loved it that was the good
0: thing when when you described sort of the going to boots and the makeup and stuff and I was thinking oh my goodness you know I used to do that Rimmel makeup on a Saturday and you'd go there and your foundation and your you know your your eyeliner and stuff like that and I thought that's just exactly what I used to do when I was that age and it was really relatable like that so it's quite fun I think sometimes I find in books it's hard to switch between one year and then something else but with that it just seemed to seamlessly flow which was really good and I loved that about the book
1: it must have been the playlist
0: (laughs) It must,
1: have been, it must have been that
0: did you have take that in well, there I was there like, take Black that street there?
1: boys and yeah all sorts bit of Spice Girls it was yeah really really good
0: perfect I think you should maybe launch that thing because that would be quite good fun I think a bit nostalgic. So, your the reviews I've read, um, actually for all of your books so far, um, have been absolutely amazing. It must be really nice to read that as an author and read how people, how much people are enjoying oh, your. It books. never
1: gets old. I mean, I'm I'm still relatively new. I guess September last year was when Stalker came out, but uh, I'm still addicted to it. I check pretty much every day if there's a new review i want to read i want to read all of them the good ones the bad ones everything and that, i know there's a lot of authors out there that don't read any um but i i can't it's it's like a itch you have to scratch you know so how could you not I know, well this is this this is exactly how i am i could not not look so yeah. i love um reading the reviews i love what people think about it um when they were talking about payback a couple of people were talking about the nostalgia um and going back to that time um yeah I I I think I'll do it forever I love it
0: yeah I think I'd have to I think I'd have to keep checking that was what I was going to ask you do you do you peak or do uh-huh. you not and I, I could not I don't do. <laughs> I'm a daily speaker <laughs> <laughs> so in um, I must say that when I read when I um I listened to Payback um, as an audio book and I suspected everyone I literally it was like <laughs> oh I know who it is I'm convinced I know who it is even down to poor old Frank I even <laughs> I even thought it was him at some point and that was really clever I think it was a really really clever way that you did that because I was convinced over and over and over again that I knew who it was and I was definite that, that was who it's going to be and then it was like oh no well it can't have been them because of this yeah. and I don't want to spoil the, the plot for people but and then it, it just got I got to the end and thought oh that I Did just I didn't see actually see that coming
1: no <laughs> that makes me very happy <laughs>
0: <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't guess it and so in my mind when I'm reading especially with your books I've found that um I can sort of like see it happen. it's also also sort of like plays in your head like a like a Netflix film you know it's like that for you when you're writing it is that is that kind of how it flows for you definitely
1: definitely that is um I I would write a scene I mean a a chapter I guess but a scene in the book and it would play out I have when I when I'm deciding on my characters when I'm building my character profiles I often take pictures from the internet of of actors and I think oh that's that's how I see them and then I print now and I have that kind of stuck up so I can see they're They're always visual to me, so I'm seeing it as I'm writing it.
0: That's brilliant and and for me they were really clear. you the descriptions of the characters I had clear pictures of who I thought these people what what I thought they looked like the sort of person they were and particularly with Sophie because I think obviously being an adult now and and being you know having been a teenage girl it was very easy to slip between the now and the then and that was really that was really fun to go back and do well what would
1: I do now compared to what would I have done yeah. back then benefit of hindsight as well isn't it you yeah exactly you could go back and wish we'd said things differently and it's like when you have an argument and then and yeah. then afterwards you think of all the things that you should
0: have said <laughs> all the really witty stuff yes, you should have exactly, said exactly
1: yeah
0: so i can't obviously i can't interview you without talking about stalker yeah. because stalker was the first of your books that i read and well i can't actually even remember how i came across it but it was the first book ever that i've read that actually had me stopping in my tracks and going oh my god I'd love to know oh my god i
1: point that was <laughs>
0: it was do you know what it was actually right at the beginning it was you know the it's where you say um she says it's like 7 yeah. minutes that's all it took was 7 minutes and i you sort of put yourself in her position and say what what would i do in her position would I fight for this? Would I leave it alone? And for those of you that haven't read um, Gemma's book, Stalker, it's about a lady called Eve that's attacked um, and, and raped. And the police have sort of nothing to to help her with. And she's struggling really to cope with what's going on, whether she should, you know, go and find this person that's done it or just leave it and walk away. And you sort of you sort of go through it with her, don't you? The emotions are there with her.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people think that they would know what they do in that situation. And, I mean, Stalker's very close to home for me because um, I got jumped in 2001. And it's not it's not autobiographical, obviously, but um, a similar incident happened to me when I was 20, 20 21. Uh, yes, yeah. 21. And... Um, Exactly, this you know, similar thing. Man in a balaclava with a with a knife, and you you think you know how you would react in those situations, and loads of people think, you know, oh, I'd fight, and you know, I'd do this, and I wouldn't let them do. And you think, well, you know, when you're faced with a situation, and you know, there's a man standing there and he's got a knife to your throat, you you'd be amazed how compliant you are. And I think that's why I love Eve so much because everything Eve felt was extremely similar to 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 how I felt afterwards you do feel angry you feel guilty you feel um, you, you don't want to be a victim but you are a victim you're you're forever changed because you don't um you don't want to go out as much you don't want to go out on your own you don't want to go out in the dark it it's a massive life changing thing that you then have to get over um, and it's like a like a PTSD kind of thing and that's why I love um, Stalker because she's, you know, she's she's very close to me, and I think that's probably what comes across to the reader because she's so um, it's so real because it, it's and kind of
0: I think was. it is it, it it for it's it's I think you can kind of feel that in it's so descriptive that it's sort of the first book that I've sort of think oh I don't know if I can actually do this I really don't know if I can carry on. And reading this because it's it's I can feel like the trauma and and I was the same in that beforehand and even before reading that book you kind of think you know what you do but when you read that and you sort of go through it with her step by step like that you kind of think well actually I don't know if I would do that yeah. and I can see why she's behaving the way she's behaving even though in some cases it's a bit irrational yes. but you can understand why yeah and there's there's part of the books where I wanted to just hug her and there's other part of the books where I wanted to just shake her and it was just a massive sort of roller coaster and I sort of missed her after when when it when I finished the book,
1: I kind of missed her. It was really
0: strange.
1: <laughs> uh like like book hangover. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <It> was,
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's almost like obviously because with with that book, there's not a it's not something that you would carry on. That's the end of that book, but it's kind of like, well, kind of want to see where she is now yeah. and how things have changed it's for fine, her and no because she was
1: fine. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> she was such a relatable character and I've read a lot of your um reviews for Stalker and a lot of them say it is edge of your sea gripping mm-hmm. stuff and I totally agree it is it was a really really good book so congratulations thank you that. thank you very much yeah I couldn't put that one down, so I've I've made sure that I've told all my friends about that one. Prepared them. Um, how fantastic <laughs> it... was Georgia
1: narrating what?
0: Oh, she! I I just think she is perfect for both books. To be yes. honest, they were totally different books, but she was just absolutely brilliant. Really, you know, good.
1: I, I fell in love with her. Her voice, um, I'm trying to think what it was. Well, I've listened to quite a few things that she's narrated, but it was, um, Sweet Pea, I think, by CJ Escuse. Um, mm-hmm. and she was just, just magic, just absolutely magic. And, um, when they asked me, I was like, definitely, if you can get Georgia I thinking that we'd never in a million years be able to, to, uh, ask oh. her to, to, to narrate. And then when they said they'd got her, I was blown away. And, and when i went to meet her when she was doing payback that was just fantastic watching her work
0: so yeah because i remember because i heard on the audiobook you actually sat and yeah. chatted to her and that was really nice as well so, like, the author so and the nervous. narrator
1: i was really really nervous and she was so pleased oh. she put me at ease she was fine um but yeah it was it was a real a real another bucket list ticked because I'm a massive audio fan I listen all the time as as you know Um, so to to be able to meet someone that I'd heard quite you know quite a few hours of her voice was yeah
0: she I think also with her is her she slips very very effortlessly in between sort of character and you don't even really you kind of it's it's very strange in that you just accept it that that's that's different people talking even though it's the same voice and I find that's really difficult with some audiobooks that you listen to but she's so she's got such a fantastic sort of way that the way that she narrates yeah. it is, is brilliant yeah I agree really really good so hopefully you can bag her for all of your future no, books. she's
1: she's going to be narrating reckless um which I think is is um she's going to be narrating it from home I believe I don't know whether they've set they've set a lot of um the actors up from home at the moment, obviously, yeah. with, uh, with the coronavirus. So we will see. Um, but she's definitely pegged to, to, to narrate it. So tell us
0: all about the new book. I'm so excited for this one.
1: So Reckless is about um, an English teacher called Izzy. And she moves to a new area, um, a new town. They move house. Um, and she starts a new school. So on her First day, basically, she's driving to school with her teenage daughter in the car um, and she has pretty much a near miss in her car with um, a guy and it turns out he's a sixth former at her school and he is quite keen, shall we say, to... um, develop his relationship with Izzy. Oh okay. Um, Izzy is struggling quite a bit at home um, with the change. Her husband's got a new job. They'd had a miscarriage the previous year. So their um their marriage is slightly rocky. Um, she's quite vulnerable and he takes advantage of her vulnerability. Um, but he's not all he seems. So Oh this
0: is exciting. <laughs>
1: So um yes, she's uh, she's soon risking far more than she ever wanted to risk. Um, so
0: now this is gonna be we're gonna be putting um women in the situation of again of what would you do in this situation? Yeah,
1: yeah I think I quite like these situations of you know, these things are so so easy to happen, you know, it, it, like life changes so quickly. Um what one really silly decision like with payback you know one decision can affect you years down the line or or just make such dramatic changes and I find that fascinating how an everyday person you know nobody special can just be doing something and make a a rash decision and it just the, the ripple effect from it is crazy it changes everything so I find that really Fascinating that, and writing the, the the strong female characters, which I like to write. Um, so yes, I'm 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 really looking forward to Reckless because Reckless was actually the first thing I ever wrote. Oh really? Yes. So Reckless I wrote in 2016, and um, I was it was then it was written in the third person, and I was sending it around and I was trying to get um, an agent, and and I had lots of positive feedback. Um, And I had some sort of constructive criticism as well, which was fantastic. And so while I was sending that around, I was writing Payback. Uh, No, sorry, I beg your pardon. I was writing Stalker. Um, So Reckless, I've gone back to and we've reworked it and we've changed it to to first person, which I think I probably write better in the first person than doing the third. Um, So, yeah, I'm very excited about this. And it's my mum's favourite because my mum's read. Oh, I do. so um, this is her favourite so we'll see see what people think about about this one but yeah it's quite that's bit. exciting it's the first it was the first thing I ever finished and I remember it you know writing the end and it was like 90,000 words and I'd never written a book before and the euphoria then was just uh, amazing I was so thrilled that I'd finished something <laughs> it's such a such a slog when you write a book it's such a slog I mean you love it don't get me wrong but it's it's it takes a long time so writing the end is fantastic
0: so how does it feel to obviously because like you say you've put you put your heart and soul into this you spend a lot of time not only writing it but you spend a lot of time with the editing process and the and the checking and the rechecking and and the changing Um. so how does it feel when you have that finished because it's part of you you have this finished um, thing that you then unleash into the public and the public aren't always you know they aren't always lovely how does it no. feel for you doing that to just let it
1: out how, how does that feel it's I I love it it's 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 part it's what well, it's half excitement half terror basically you're, <laughs> you're thrilled to bits that you know be, being published is amazing it's a it's a bucket list it's something i never dreamed would ever happen to me and now here here i am sort of you know publishing my third book um but in equal measure it's something that you love and you've you've done your best with the best that you could possibly do and you know your team have helped you and and everyone's been very complimentary and then you're sending it out in the world and there'll always be people that don't like it that's that's fine because it's so subjective you know we're not all gonna like the same books the world would be boring place if if we did but yeah it's quite scary which is why i i have to look at the reviews (laughs) (laughs) and i think I think that, I mean, to be
0: fair, reading through your reviews, that, you know, the 99% of them are amazing. And I think that there are one or two people that just like to write horrible reviews just because <laughs> yeah. they just do. And I think it's always going to be like Absolutely. that. Um, but for you, I mean, this is like you say, I know it's the first book in, in sort of the, the line of them, but it's, this is like book number three. Yeah.
1: And I, you must be so proud. I am. Um, I still can't believe it. To be quite honest, I still... Because it's been such a whirlwind, um, I, because because it's um, predominantly um, it's, it's digital first. So, you know, when you're um, when you're with a publisher that does sort of hardback and, and and paperbacks that go into into shops, I think the whole process takes a lot longer. So, people can be signed and then their books not in the shops for another eighteen months to, to maybe even two years. So, this has been so fast um but I absolutely love it I'm 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 I'm, living living the dream as they say at
0: the moment and so when when you're writing do you have like a special place that you do you have like because obviously writing you don't sort of go to work to write so do you have like a space that you'll
1: kit out for yourself where you actually go to work in your mind you know I've got an office kind of stroke playroom for, for my children which I use but I I'm happiest on my bed I literally right on my bed oh. and I look out the window um and I that's where I'm I'm happiest my feet go numb and that's often, really nice but otherwise it's a great
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's brilliant oh I'm so pleased so where can people get hold of copies of of reckless
1: so you'll be able to get reckless from um amazon uh, google play um apple books you'll be able to get it um paperback copies from again amazon waterstones um any online retailer um so yeah it's going to be available to buy from the 12th of may oh that's so exciting it must be really exciting
0: to have it as an audiobook but also to actually have it there in your hands and and to have your
1: you know i did that i you know that was me and your mum must be so proud of you as well Yes yeah, she is bless her. She's um she's very excited for this one. I don't know whether she'll read it again. I'm hoping she will. Um because obviously it's changed quite a bit since she's <laughs> read it sort of yeah. 4 years. Ago. So we'll see. Oh bless her. Fingers crossed.
0: Well thank you yeah. so 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 much. Um thank it you was um, me? it was so lovely and um I will hopefully um get lots and lots of people buying your books. And um yeah, so is there anybody that you want to mention or say a message to or
1: anything anything or anyone that you want to mention? Just a massive thank you to Boldwood Books, really, because without the team there, this would never have happened. I've got an amazing um editor, Caroline Ridding. Um yeah, I'm 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 chuffed to bits to be part of the the growing team that is Boldwood Books
0: well Gemma thank you so much for joining me I've really enjoyed my chat with you and good luck for Reckless I can't wait to read it so if you would like to follow Gemma on Twitter you can find her Gemma Rogers author so she's at Gemma Rogers 79 you can also find her on Facebook Um, you can check out all of her books on Audible which are brilliant they're great to listen to on the go Um, and also on Amazon you can buy her books in paperback as well which is very exciting Uh, if you would like to nominate somebody Um, or yourself, if you're an author and you would like to feature in the Crime Cabinet as a crime author, then please email me at research at thecrimecabinet.co.uk and tell me all about your book and I'll be in touch. Thanks very much. And that's it for this episode. And I will be back with episode three of the Crime Cabinet, which is the case of Lynn Bryant.